Warning. Broadcast from Undisclosed Holler in the Appalachian Mountains in Northeast Alabama. They're not hillbillies, they're just billies from the hills. This is the Alabama Sportsman's Podcast. Welcome back to the Alabama Sportsman's Podcast. Be sure to like and follow us on social media. And you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to subscribe. This episode is for the duck hunters or wannabe duck hunters out there as we talk with Stacy Coker, a real quackhead. He is a duck guide out in Arkansas and a duck hunter from here to North Dakota. Stacy is really a great guy that loves what he does. He has some great stories to share with us today, so stick around. Amazing we hadn't met. I know it, man. I know it. And uh, say so you work out at the depot? I do. Yeah, I got a lot of family and friends. My wife's uh, dad, he works out there. I don't know what building and any of that. So if you ask me, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I work out there and uh, I save up all my, a lot of my annual leave and comp time. And I use that to guide with, you know, because, you know, we're off every other Friday. Right. So uh, I'm able to go out there for, you know, four and five day stints every time. That's sweet. And, and the weekend's our biggest time. Right. And you're you're a guide out there in Arkansas? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a guide on the deck outfitters. All right. How, how did you come across that? How did you end up becoming uh, a guide? I was I was guiding in Mississippi. And the way I come across that, me and a buddy went down there hunting. And uh, we wanted to do unguide. I said, the only way I'll go is I'll do unguided. Right. And so we went, and hell, we killed more birds and these guys did and everything else. And uh, then we got talking. He said, well, would you be interested in guiding here? So we worked out a deal, and I guided there for a couple of years. Then uh, I bought a female. I didn't like it over in Mississippi. I didn't, li- didn't like him. He wasn't real honest. wasn't good to his customers. Right. And uh, now I'm hooked up with some guys, and, man, they're just they're just great. They're best friends. Uh, and we all got the same goal, and that's, you know, you know, give these customers a, a hunt of a lifetime. That's right. Shoot you. Well, how, how much land are y'all hunting on over there? It de- it depends. What we really do now, uh, we've got probably, shit, we spend 150000 a year on leases. Right. And then what we're doing now is I've worked up a little deal with some farmers around there. and If they got geese, they call me. They're covered up in geese because that's what's happening a lot in that Wheatley area. Right. You know. Do the farmers hate the geese? There and, huh? Do the farmers hate the geese up there? Oh, they do because they eat up all the food for their ducks. Right. Right. And then they, they cover them up. They really do. They hate them. And, you know, there's some guys that had traditionally real good duck holes, and now they can't kill ducks because the geese eat up all their feet. Right. Well, hell, he run up on some guys that love killing geese. And uh, so what we do is, if he's got geese, we'll go over and we'll pay him, you know, we'll pay him $25, $30 a head. And we'll carry 15 to 20 guys over there and get them ahead. And he makes and he makes a pretty good lick every time we show up. Right. But that way we don't have to lease. So, that, I mean, that guy right there, he's got 4,500 acres. His son's got another 3,000 acres. 
those other farmers around there, they're kind of interested too, and they're calling and say, you know, you give us the same deal, shoot, yeah. We'll do that. And then we don't have nothing vested. Right. They don't have to flood it because we don't need it flooded. Yep. But we keep, we've got some timber holes. We've got some uh, good fields we hunt. And uh, they're tr- traditional holes that we go in there and kill ducks. Traditional like, yeah, like most people's used to. Well, they're traditional is in the point there's ducks in that hole every year. Oh, no okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a ingrained genetic stopping point for them. That's what it is. It's right. just birds, just a, they're, they're there every year. Just a big X on the map for them. It is. It really is. It's, it's a stop-off place. It's a rest area. Right. So, well, see, that's like, that's like here in Alabama, we've got a couple refuges, like Wheeler, and then we got, like, Ufall and stuff like that, and there's ducks in there every year. I mean, and the, the reason there is because they always go there, and there's no pressure, so. I mean, no they pressure just, whatsoever. They just stay, you know, they're always coming there, you know, and always coming through yeah, there. Yeah, and, and it's not fair. I don't think it's fair to the hunters. You know, they should have a draw. You know, we're, yeah. it's our dollars that keep it open. I totally I agree it. with that. Yep, I agree completely. That's just like, well, go ahead. I ain't going to get on that rant, but I totally agree <laughs> with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch I mean, of stuff we can't hunt that we'd like to, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's our dollars that keep it open. It's our dollars that pay their you know, make their paycheck for them. You know, let us have a look at the draw and get to go in there and hunt and keep those birds honest. Yeah, right. at least keep them moving around, you know. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Hey, where where would they, uh, where would they go? Let's just say if you didn't have those refuges, how far would they go south? Would they go on over to Mexico? They probably wouldn't go on south. Yeah, they would never stop. Because they, they've still got food, so what they're going to do, they're going to push out. And they're going to find food on the outside. And what it's going to do to me, my theory is, if you're going, to, it's going to make the hunting better surrounding areas. Right. Because I really, really think in this part out, this part of the world, in our area, birds winter here, and we in in the Alabama, we wind up hunting the majority of the same birds all year long. We're just pushing them around. Gotcha. Right. Those birds might be in St. Clair County, might get pushed to Calhoun County, might get pushed to Etowah County, Cleveland County, whatever. Yeah, they start getting the pressure. They move on. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. But I, I just really – and then, you know, the, there's some that migrate on through here because I've killed birds here that were banded in Saskatchewan. Then I con- contacted that guy, and I said, where the majority of your birds – killed it and he said well, a lot of the birds that i'm banded in the same area you know going down in louisiana so they do you know come through here we just don't get a big push burst through here right and and you think that's because of the food i just think it's just just a flyway it's not it's natural that we don't have a migration through here because there's never been a big migration through alabama but it has to do with food and it it also has to do with, uh, see, before 1920, there was no mallard ducks east of the Mississippi River. Really? Really. I didn't know all, those, all the mallard ducks, I'm saying in the high 90 percentile, all the mallard ducks after 1920 are pen-raised mallards. 
Oh. What happened is Released uh, the government, some states, hunting clubs started getting these pin raised mallards. They tried, they tried wild mallards. They couldn't really get them to breed. So they took those pin raised mallards and they were turning loose 500,000 a year. So from 1920 on up into the almost 1970, they were releasing 500,000 mallards a year wow. on the East Coast. And that's there's a bit there's a there's a huge difference between an East Coast mallard and a West Coast mallard in, inside their mouth where they filter out the seeds in size. Uh, size. It's, it's shocking to hear that, but I got this from a biologist at a University of Texas, with Athens. Right. When you talk about size, yep. is the eastern bigger or smaller? Smaller. Mm-hmm. He's a smaller bird. He's used to eating bigger feed. Uh, well, they're they're just think about a whale. You know those whales that come up and breach, and they filter out those micro shrimp and stuff through those. I can't remember the name of this. Yeah, I understand. Fine that. little stuff like filters in a, on a toothbrush. Yeah. All right, the East Coast mallard, those are bigger, and so he he don't really he can't really siphon out the the little micro shrimps and the and the little things that that the West Coast birds can they can't get the protein, so uh, they just they don't last, and then they started moving west. Yeah, there's a difference in size. A West Coast mallard, a bird you kill in, in Arkansas, Mississippi, on that flyway right there, he's a big old bird. He's a big mallard. I always thought it was just, just because, you know, they, they had a lot more to eat. I, I thought that was why they were bigger. Yep. But, you know, our, our mallard naturally is the black duck. Right. That That's our mallard. Okay. You know. My dad, a couple of years ago, he actually killed a banded black duck on the Coosa River. Right there in Riverside. Yeah, Killed really. Killed a banded black duck one morning. Sure did. Uh, now, matter of fact, this, this guy, this biologist I'm, I've, I've been talking to, he wants me to send some wings because I've got a place over in, uh, near Fruithurst. I can go in there, you know, probably any given morning during duck season, and that's all I'll kill is black ducks. And it's one, you know, kill one, and I'm done. Wait for something else to come through there. Wow. Yeah, it's just one lemon on a black duck. Dang. I got some property in Fruithurst. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I didn't know. I didn't. All I thought it was up there was bears, rednecks, and Bigfoots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I, I, met, watch. <laughs> I met every one of them except the bear. <laughs> There's a watershed up there, and that thing holds some. It'll hold some black ducks. That's Thank cool, you. man. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't and, know that. And a, and a pile of turkeys. Yeah, that place is full of turkeys. And that landing knows that firsthand. Oh yeah, there's turkeys in Fruithurst. That's for sure. But uh, how long? How long did you say you've been guiding now? Uh, uh, out there professionally, yeah, I've been guiding about six years. Six years, all right. Now, how did I've you... always been, I've always just been the guy. When we go hunting, I'm in charge. You know, right. And so I started making a little money with it. That's right. You like hunting better. You like hunting better being a a guide going out there hunting, or you like better. You like hunting better when you're out there by yourself with your buddies. I love turkey hunting by myself. I like I like hunting with other people, but man, I really there there's no telling how many people I get out there. They'll come to me and say, "I've never killed a I've never killed a mallard." 
I'm here to kill. I'm here to kill a greenhead. Can you yeah. help me get it? And you know, so, a lot of times I'm getting a guy a bird of his lifetime right there. That's a bird. Nice. Sometimes we take for granted is a bird that some guys never see. Heck yeah! Oh, that's like Jamie was asking me the other day. He said, "Dang man, how many kind of ducks are there out there?" I said, "There's a bunch." He, had, yeah, he, he yeah. said, "He said, how you know how they, how do you know what kind they're on? They're flying. I mean, when you're out there so much and you see so many different ones flying, you can pick them out. You know, you do, you really you do yeah. you do you really do. What's your where's your favorite place to duck hunt at? Shoot, duck hunt. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I like it up there. I like Oklahoma and I like North Dakota. Those you are just, my favorites. How, how come you like it so? How come you like that more than Mississippi and Arkansas?" Are, because uh, they hadn't heard a duck call. They're young and stupid. Yeah, that's it. The further you go north, the better it gets, ain't it? That's exactly right, man. I mean, you're hunting right up there where they were born and raised. Yeah, my uh, daddy, he was asking me the other day. He said, man, you need to find us a place to go up in Canada. He said, I want to go to Canada. I said, crap, yeah, me too. So I'm looking for yeah, a good they, place to go up they there. Just, they got it closed, and that's why North Dakota has been so uh, bombarded with hunters this year. You just got back, didn't you? I did. I just got back last week. Oh, the, the uh, yeah, they wouldn't let them go to Canada or whatever this year in September. Oh, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Man, there's outfitters. They just, I mean, they just lost their ass. That's, like, that's sad, you know, man. I hate that. On their leases up there. And they went back. Their boys inside. They're going to go out on their own and, and established outfitters. They're spending $150,000, $200,000 on properties. Oh, and yeah. now they can't hunt it. Yeah, that's like farmers that got a bad crop that year, you know, they'll go bankrupt. It's crazy. I mean, yep. you spend all that money and all that time and effort into it and then lose it all. Well, you just went up to North Dakota. How'd you, how'd you do up there? We done pretty good. We didn't do as good as we did last year, but uh, we had a couple more and we beat them to death pretty good. You know, <laughs> Nice. I come close to getting killed. I had a dadgum goose land. Heck, his wing fell and hit me on the side of the head when he was falling. Dang, dang. Didn't even know it had been killed. I've been hit a few times with some ducks. I ain't never been hit with a goose, though. I've come close. I imagine a dang goose would hurt. How much does a goose weigh? Nah, you talking big Canada goose, 14, 15 pounds. And it that's hurt. what we're killing with, killing the big one. Yeah, yeah man, you shoot, him big 40, you shoot him 40 yards up in the air, it's going to hurt when it hits you. you. Well, yeah, you get one fall out of the air and hit you in the head. It's, when you see the stars. That's like somebody throwing a big sack of potatoes at you or something. Yeah. Exactly right it is. Exactly <laughs> right. Hey, have you ever caught a duck? Like one that's flying by? I've caught a quail. Have you? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Were you and quail I, hunting or were you just out there in, in the bush and I was, jumped up? I was coon hunting one night. Okay. Dang. That's pretty cool. Coon hunting one night. We kicked up a covey right there and I just snatched it out of the air. Dang. So was, I, don't, I don't need no damn dog. That's right. <laughs> don't need no dog for that. <laughs> Heck, yeah. My old, my old daddy, he used to quail hunt, and he's, he had a dog that would catch him. I said, man, you ain't hunting wild quail. I said, you hunting, I said, you hunting pen quail. Yeah. <laughs> Heck, yeah. <laughs> well, but what, uh, what uh, about your dog? Do you hunt with a dog? or? Absolutely. Okay. Tell us a little bit about Absol your dog. Well, I mean, I've got I've got some Labradors. I've got two females right now that are probably, and I've had a world champion coonhound before in back in the '80s. But these right. two females I got are about as stout of dogs as I've ever owned. They're both uh, hunting champions. Uh, one female, she's out in Arkansas right now, 
and last week she uh she made it through the grand up there which is a that's a pretty big deal pretty big deal it's five days and you know you're performing five days in a row the most difficult test that you know they can dream up and she didn't fail you know right so she's pretty stout female but i've got one right here I hunted her last year. She picked up 541 birds for me last wow. year. Wow. Golly. She's a machine. She is a machine. How old is she? Uh, uh, both these dogs are five-ish. Right. Yeah, she's five. Uh, boy, I mean, and she's kind of like me. She loves geese. Boy, she hears geese coming in there, and, you know, she's trembling. And, because uh, you know, when we have a big snow goose we're snow goose hunting right after duck season. When we get started on that, right? You know, we'll get a spin going right there, and there might be anywhere from twenty to thirty thousand birds spinning, and uh, and that's and they're spinning like a tornado, and they're working their way down, working their way down, and uh, you know, of course, I'm I keep her in the layout blind with me, and I have to talk to her. Got to keep bit. her calm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just easy. I bet it. that I bet that's something to see them. Spinning oh, like it, it's awesome. It's I mean, it's it, it's one of the most awesome things in nature you'll ever see. Is that many geese just fixing to sit down in your face? You can't even hear yourself think it's so loud. So and, Do what and now? I said it gets so loud you can't even hear yourself think. Oh yeah, you can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. I mean, when when uh when old Dusty calls the shot, uh man, he he got to scream, scream it. But you, I mean. I mean, we'll make we'll make twenty five to forty birds fall at one time. I so, mean, because we're shooting, they're shooting shotguns is with extended magazines on them, and uh, we make them, them fall. So, so what is the dog doing while these geese are sitting there funneling around like that? I mean, is is she just? I bet she's I bet she's tiptoeing or, or tap dancing, ain't she? Oh uh, well, you know, you've seen layout blinds. Yeah, I have. All right, so. I keep mine in the layout blind with me because these geese, they get so sharp, you know, and they make and they make dog blinds, and I use them early in the season. But late in the season, like that, yeah, these birds are seasoned. I mean, they've been shot at from Canada all the way down, and now they're down in Arkansas with us, and uh, they can see a, a black dog's nose just barely poke out of that that gun blind. Yeah, the dog wants the dog wants to look. I mean, they can't help yeah, I mean, it. They want to look. Well, they'll see that nose, right. and so I just keep her in the blind with me. She lays down right beside me, and you know, we work on that at home. Right. You know, well, I start them out, and I'll throw some dog feed in the blind, and I'll throw a bumper in there, and they learn how to lay down. I teach them that, but they lay in that layout blind with me. And then, of course, our dogs don't break. I mean, we don't allow it. Nope. If a dog breaks, uh, we'll... You know, he's just got to go with the truck because he's very subject to getting killed, a breaking dog. You know what that is. Yeah, That's, yeah, yep. Yeah, he just takes off running out there. You know, he can, he can absolutely get killed because you got geese on the ground. You got shooters shooting geese on the ground just coming up out of the, out of the decoys right. and they're laying down. Yeah, it could be a bad day. Yeah, you got to have, have a dog that won't go till you send it. And you can fix it, um, you know. When you when you come hunt with us, uh, no, I mean no joke, and I'm not exaggerating. There's two hundred thousand dollars worth of dogs out in our kennel. 
Golly. any given day. Any of our guides, uh, you know, we're all got we got championship type dogs. Then uh, they got that OJT. What is they that? They got that on on the job training. That's it. <laughs> I mean, you can you can have that master hunter and you can, you can have a real good dog, but I mean, if they have not been under that kind of pressure, it's a, it's a totally different ball game. Well, I bet it is. But yeah. we. But we let, we let we let people bring their dogs. That's what I was fixing to ask you, clients. Yeah, clients shoot, bring. yeah, bring bring your dog. But I mean, here's the thing: if you come with us and you got four guys, then that's considered a group, and you can hunt by yourself. And you can bring your dog. That dog can break, make mistakes, and everything. But you know, I'm leaving my duck at my dog at the house. Right. And so you're responsible for getting up all the cripples. You know, if you bring your dog, so, I mean, so that throws a lot of responsibility in that guy. Right. You know, and I had one last year. Uh, she wasn't, went with him. She wasn't chasing, she wouldn't retrieve a duck outside the decoys. And I said, well, now what you're going to have to do, I said, you're going to have to walk down this levee and get over and get them ducks up. And he said, well, I don't want to walk all the way over there. I said, well, but that's your responsibility. When, you, when you're the man with the dog, you're the one that's got to get it done because I said, if the game warden is sitting up the road mm-hmm. and we don't make an effort to pick up those birds, you gotta that's make a, and waste. Yep. You got to make a valiant effort. That's exactly right. I mean, you got to make a good effort too for those guys. Yep. That's right. I tell you, like growing up duck hunting with my dad and stuff and having, you know, being around hunting dogs and stuff, ain't nothing as exciting because, like, a lot of times, you know, you won't be – you get tired of looking at the sky, you know, and you'll look down, and you'll see that dog, and that dog will pick up on ducks in the, that's flying. You know, she'll see them before I would a lot of times when a- I was younger. Absolutely. You've, you've been there. You've mm-hmm. been there. Yeah, and you'll that see happens her. all the time with, those old with ears a seasoned will, dog. Those ears will perk up, you know. She knows what she's looking at. She mm-hmm. absolutely does. I like it when they start shaking. They know – they start shaking. They start – their old butt just starts picking up a little bit. You know, you go, uh-oh, they finna come in. Where they at, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to, I used to have one that would uh, – her teeth would chatter. And I, she'd slobber. <laughs> my and dad, she'd sit there and this guy said, is she cold? I said, no, she just – that's just her thing. She gets nervous. She and, gets excited. Yeah. My, da- my dad had a, a black lab female. Her name was Pepper when I was a kid. And she'd done the same thing. Her old teeth would chatter. She'd ch- she her, her whole body would shake and her teeth would chatter. Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? I there. liked it, man. Ain't dogs like, like that. You don't you don't have to worry about dogs like that. You can see that kind of desire in one, and uh, you know that dog. All you gotta do is give it a little training and put it in the right, you know, give it the right direction. And it's gonna perform for you and be a good companion for years to come. Yeah, my my daddy he he always trained his own dogs. You know. And I mean, he taught me how to train labs and stuff. He trained pointers for quail and all that. But he, like when I came around, he was just duck hunting in because the quail kind of got he depleted or whatever. Did, and did, uh, did he up? Did he up and hunt a lot for quail and chucker? And he pheasants, he like did. That? He he was he was uh, he grew up in Illinois and uh, 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 north. It's kind of northwestern Illinois, right on the Mississippi River. He said he could see Iowa, you know, from his house, and they'd go. They'd walk like the railroad beds and stuff like that, and shoot yep. pheasant. And then, I guess they, I guess there was quail up there they hunted, but they, they primarily hunted ducks up there. You know, him and his dad, yep. Yep. and uh, they did that year in and year out. And his dad was actually, he was, uh, he worked for the the military, and they had a, a 
a military base up there, kind of like the depot is here. Well, anyways, he could right. go back. They had it it back, backed up to the backwater, and, uh, you know, there was a fence and all. Well, he was so high up that he got to go in there and hunt, and he said it was like they had their own refuge land in there, like nobody could hunt it or fish it. And he said they'd go in there all the time and hunt and fish and just, I mean, just excellent hunting, you know, some of the best yeah. he'd ever seen. What, and no, that's hunted. like us. You know, that's like some of us at the depot get to, we get to turkey hunt there. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And, oh, it, it, son, it is awesome. But I'll tell you what, you know, folks chase, well, it must be nice to kill them depot turkeys over there. They don't <laughs> <know that. laughs> I, my, my, brother, my brother, he used to work out there, and he said that, uh, which he bow hunted it, you know, when they when they opened it up to bow hunting for deer and stuff, and he killed some dang nice bucks. But uh, he said that he'd be working out there, and he'd have a turkey call or whatever, and he'd hit that turkey call, and he said there'd t- be turkeys come run up to the truck strutting. I was like, gum, man, don't let me oh, go yeah. out there with a shotgun. Mm-mm. Yeah, but I'm telling you what, it don't take for about the, the first weekend. After the first weekend of that, then they're just like, they're a chock-a-lock a bird then. Oh, God. They're crazy. a chock-a-lock a bird now. Well, they get I educated. Mean, you shoot into a flock of them, you know, they get educated quick. So how many people oh, do you yeah. think actually turkey hunt out there with y'all? You know, I've been out there on days that, that our hunts out there, we've had, you know, 25 hunters, you know. Maybe a, a one or two less or more or less. How many acres can yeah, you hunt How much right land do they open up for y'all? Good grief, man. I don't know. It's like a city in there. You know how it is. Oh, it's, yeah. I don't know how many thousand acres it is. And it's all paved roads. Do they do they zone it off and stuff where you got to? Yes, yes, yes. It's zoned off. And you get in a zone and you're dropped off. They run a school bus and they'll drop you off out there. And you got to hunt that zone. And, and you want to move. Now, you make a phone call and say, well, I'd like nobody's in zone 33 i like to move over there and or okay. i hear i hear a bird in this zone over here can i move to it and they'll give him an okay and, and he makes a move and goes and walks on in there to that bird do y'all get to hunt with shotguns out there yes it's shotguns okay yeah. they allow shotguns you've got to they've got to be transported in a hard case and all your bullets has got to be separate from it. They can't be in the case with the shotgun. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, pretty cool. Oh yeah. I mean, you you have to take a test and you know some background check and everything. But they don't let y'all duck hunt out there. No, no, they don't let us duck hunt. There's there's a couple of ponds in there that hold a few ducks, but uh, now Redstone Arsenal, Brandon Huntsville, down yeah. they let them duck hunt up there. Sure do. They have a they have a pretty good big group of guys that duck hunt up there. Is it is but, it military first than civilians? Uh, no, it's just a uh, if you if you work in if it's not contractors, right? You go, right, it's depot employees, government employees, or or Redstone Arsenal employees and military that are working out there at that time. They right. can hunt that way. The but, uh, when y'all go uh, like when you do your snow goose hunts your guy that snow goose hunts to uh do y'all follow them all the way down through arkansas or y'all mainly stay in north we're Dakota, all over we're, we, we we chase them all over arkansas yeah i hunted with an outfitter one time and they said they started up in canada you know and their outfitter followed them all the way down you know oh yeah there's some guys like dirty bird outfitters and i know them boys they start up in canada and they come all they come all the way down you know, and hunt them all the way down in Louisiana and Texas and then follow them right back up. So, I mean, 
there are people in the United States, and you got to be young and tough and dumb and do it. They're they're killing geese nine months out of the year. Wow. But my God, I mean, I cannot. That's a grind, man. That's a long time to lay in a field. That is a or, grind. Or I mean, every day you're putting, yeah. well, if you're putting out twenty five hundred to three thousand decoys every day for that. I mean, uh, the hunt's the easy part. Oh yeah, you just yeah. I mean, the, you got electronic callers and all that stuff's legal when you. Oh, that's the easy yeah. part. You lay down there, and, you know, the guides. You know, some of the guys are laying down taking a nap because they got up at two thirty or three o'clock that morning. And they're out there, you know. I'll give you an example. When we hit a field, it's like we're like a team. Uh, we got one guy that's on the weed eater. He's got a got a disc on there, and he's cutting brush. We got another guys and setting up layout blinds or a frame. So we're cutting natural brush from that field. We we find an edge. We find something out there natural that we can hide in. Yeah, that's we the don't best. use we don't use we don't use store bought grass and and paint it with paint and stuff like that. Matt, we use what's natural. Natural's the best, in my opinion, when it comes to building yeah, blinds. We get everything brushed up. Then we got another team out there that is putting out decoys strategically now for the wind because that's the thing you got to play. You got to play the wind for geese real big, a whole lot more than you do ducks. Right. And get it played. Now here's the bad. Here's the thing. You got a north. You got a north wind coming that morning. Then, but at seven fifteen, eight o'clock, this thing's gonna shift to southeast. Uh oh. Now you, you got to figure out what what am I going to do? How am I going to shift this thing? So, then you got to shift so all those you, decoys for it. Mm. Now you got to jump up and move some decoys because you can't start moving your blinds, but you move a few decoys, open up another hole, and then you start crosswinding them. You start getting a crossing shot instead of the, instead of playing a shot and you got birds coming in right at you mm. with the wind to your back. Now you got wind to your right, and you got bird. You're gonna crosswind them. Right. But uh, that's all the. I mean, you're thinking about all that stuff all the time. But yeah, I mean, uh, it can be 28 degrees, man. You're out there and you got you got sweat dripping off your nose. Yeah. And you get in that blind now. You you start. Now you start freezing to death. Get cold then. What kind of? Yeah. What kind but, of? Go ahead, Stacy. Uh, what? That's why you got to buy good gear. No. That's why I was fixing to ask you. Uh, when it comes to decoys, what do you like better? You like spinners, or do you like you know a, a tug line, or or what do they call them, jerk line? Yeah, jerk, a jerk, jerk, line. jerk rigs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love, I love, I love jerk rigs. I love, I love jerk rigs, any time of year, because I mean that's a real natural thing. But say in North Dakota, when we were in North Dakota, uh, spinners are those spinning wing decoys are great right now. Mm-hmm. I mean they're great because those are. You know, as they're saying, they're young and dumb. And, I mean, they're sucking right in there. Oh, yeah. And if you do a field hunt, you know, if you'll if you'll go to North Dakota and you're doing a field hunt and you got your layout blind, get you a good height, you don't have to use a lot of duck decoys. Just put you some goose decoys out there and put you some spinning wing decoys like, oh, put five or six. More the better, really. But you put them in the hole where you want the birds to be. They're going to fall You'll right kill in. ducks and geese. Dang. Yeah, they'll come into those. The juveniles, you yep. know, when they're when they're stupid oh, yeah. at the beginning of the season. Fall Man, they, and they eat great. I mean, they're delicious. We've had 
It's like so I've been bad. We've had duck tacos, fried duck, grilled duck, duck dumplings. <laughs> what I'm talking I've about. Had, I've, I've, I've eaten so much duck and wild rice this week, my ass is wild. <laughs> I, I cooked it. it. I, I cooked those guys at our deer club down there. And, uh, me and Jamie, we're in a club down there in Bibb County, and uh, I cooked them some duck, man. They said, man, this is better than steak. Man, it was. <laughs> delicious. It was delicious. Yeah. A lot of people say, oh, it's greasy. I said, man, that's because you're eating it from the Chinese restaurant, man. Yeah, quit that's eating right. Chinese duck. <laughs> you know, everybody, and everybody says, well, do you eat them old Canada, Canada geese? I said, I'll eat every one you bring. you dang right. You know, they thought, well, I heard there's greasy. That's, you know, you've always heard that story, greasy as a goose. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're skinning the bird. I mean, there's no there's no fat inside Nothing. the muscle, and uh, but you know, my wife, if I when I get mallards, you know, I don't I don't skin mallards, I pick them, pluck them, yeah. I pick mm-hmm. the breast, so because then we'll we'll get all the fat, all the skin off that mallard we can, and we'll cook it down, render it, and get a jar of mallard fat. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, if you ain't had fried taters with with, with mallard fat on them. Fried and mallard fat, you ain't lived yet. <laughs> I ain't never that's had pretty, that's good stuff. <laughs> I hadn't had it yet. Mallard now I fat. <laughs> oh, I want some. We like grease and gravy. Man, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's it's hard to beat a fried potato anyway, but you that's it. You deep fried in that right there, it's pretty good stuff, man. I, I like to take my wood ducks and just pluck them, cut the wings and the feet off and cook them whole. I like to roast Heck them in yeah. the oven. Them song guns is man, good. a wood duck is a wood duck is a great eating bird. It don't get enough respect. It don't get man, enough respect. No, that's no. what I tell Landon all the time. I said, man, that dang wood ducks, they're some of the best tasting ducks there are. Yeah. There, there's not a better, there's not a, you know, maybe a blue winged teal. Yeah. There's really not a better eating bird than a than a, than a wood duck. Yeah. Right. I like hey, boys, right now, you you look on the internet right now. You can get on some of these duck hunting Facebook pages. There are guys begging, literally begging for somebody to hook them up on a wood duck hunt that have they've never even laid eyes on one much less shot one well there ain't nothing like a woody hole when they just come piling in there at first light you know and you're just sitting there waiting for shooting time like come on man hey i hunted a spot one time this ain't no lie it was about waist deep water i had a hundred wood ducks trying to land right where i was standing in the water there ain't nothing like it man i'll tell you what that that place really? i was telling you Stacy on the phone earlier, uh, you know, I had that little hole, my little secret honey hole. It was yeah. like that, man. You could go sit on the creek over there, and man, it was just, it was wood duck after wood duck <clears throat> after wood duck. It was, it was something else. Of course, there was mallard, you know, every, just about every oh, other yeah. kind of duck you think of, but I never seen more wood ducks before in my life. Is right there. You killed a banded teal or something in there, didn't well, you? I, I, I guess I would not say this, but I guess statute limitations is out. Got me on this right here. I'm pretty legal now, I reckon. <laughs> I was about 15, 16 years old. Me and these two boys grew up with. And uh, we'd get our bicycle. We'd ride over here in this swamp. Man, we we got on a daggum wood duck roost. And we beat them slap to death. We had we had wood ducks with daggum powder burns on them. <laughs> <laughs> Blow chunks out of them. So yeah, close. Yeah. It's, it's coming in there so tight on us. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, them them days over for me now. It's now it's 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 all about finishing a bird now. Right. And I know you know what I mean because you're a turkey hunter. Yeah. It's not about you know we got TSS and TSS will reach out there and kill one at 
80 yards, and I know a man that's killed at 106 and 104 yards. Yeah. Dang. Oh, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Jeff's chokes. Yeah. He uh he goes up there and hunts with a buddy of mine up in Tennessee every year, and they sit there and watched him. Dang. And he shot one at 108 yards. He aimed a foot over his head, and I mean, he stoned him. That TSS ain't no joke. No, man. it ain't. Yeah, well, that he shooting. Well, he was shooting at Jeb's choke. Well, he's shooting. What was he shooting? Six, six eighty five. Mm-hmm. Shooting federal number sevens, and he killed him stone dead. Stone dead. I, but I mean, I, them boys, Jeb's out there and shoot every day. Right. right. Yep. Yeah. That dang. They can, when they came out with that TSS, I bought some, and I bought me a new choke for my shotgun, and it kills them like. I, I, I used to shoot, you know, just copper-plated lead. Man, I had turkeys. I mean, every one of them would just flop for an hour, you know. And mm-hmm. I've had them run off and everything. I mean, you shoot them in the face at 50 yards or whatever, and them son guns would take off running. At TSS, stone dead. I mean, they don't. I mean, they ain't even they ain't even flinching when you walk up to them. Well, you know, I know you like I am. When when we were when we we're young, we're savages. We're bloody, and it's all about. <laughs> How many of them we can kill? Yeah, how many can we stack on the tailgate? Yeah, well, now, too daggum old and fat. I ain't running after him, but I, I want him stone dead. Yeah, yeah. I like a clean kill. I don't like stuff. Yeah, that's I do too. That's like duck hunting now. I've, you know, and I'm not going to plug that company, but they're American-made company, and they make a shotgun shell, and it's bismuth. Yep. And it's, bismuth is, uh, well, it's a whole lot heavier than steel. And that's what I waterfowl hunt now. I won't even, I don't even put steel in my gun. I hate steel. Absolutely until, hate steel shot. Until I'm a snow goose hunting. You know, I, you hit a snow goose with one pellet, he'll die. Right. He'll fall out of the sky. But I shoot bismuth. <laughs> and it, it flat-ass crushes birds. It does. It's 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 just it's just like shooting shooting lead back in the in the eighties and nineties. It 70s. is. It, well, we uh we got on the bismuth kick, and what we do is we reload <laughs> our own ammunition. So I reload three inch bismuth shells. It's got an ounce and a quarter of bismuth in it, number four, and it 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 tears them up. I think they shoot oh, about yeah. fifteen hundred feet per second. I, I mean, I tell you what, I shoot I shoot two and three quarter number fives. Yep. And I kill geese. I kill ducks. I kill pheasants. They're dead. My daddy knew it. Which my daddy grew up when you was shooting lead and everything else, you know. And uh, he's all they ever shot was two and three quarter inch number fours lead, ounce and a quarter shot, and he killed everything with them, or fives, fours or fives, you know. Yeah. And uh, they killed everything with them. And then when they come out with that steel or whatever and made everybody shoot it, I shot it growing up my whole life, you know. I mean, just shooting them, man. Them, you'd wing one, you'd you'd shoot a duck, and then he'd he'd hit the water, and then you'd have to shoot at him five more times to kill him. And I, I oh I, man, it's it, it's terrible. It's a it's pitiful. I mean, I, I it's pitiful for the game a, animal. You know, I mean, it's it pitiful really for is, the game cause, animal. Because they come with steel because they said lead was poisoning birds, yeah. getting in their craw and killed them. But there's so many daggum birds get hit with steel because it's traveling so fast and just goes right through them. I'm sure you've seen it too. You'll see. I mean, you'll you'll kill a duck and it'll have a, a, a dang gunshot wound. You know. It's like it's, oh, yeah. it's like its breast got rotten in it, you know. Uh, and I mean, to me, I respect hunting, and I respect, uh, and I respect, uh, you know, the game I'm hunting more than the, you know, wounded. I mean, even deer hunting or anything, man. I just want to make a clean kill if I'm gonna kill it. Absolutely, man. I really do. I really do. Hey, back to uh, what you was talking about finishing a duck. How do you like to finish? 
a duck. How do I like finished ducks? Uh, 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 to be more specific, how do you like finishing puddle ducks? Puddle ducks. All right. What's you your know, ideal? To me, it, to me, but to me about when I talk about finishing ducks, <clears throat> I was in, and I had to preach this to some guys that was with me in North Dakota last week. And I said, you know, anybody can kill that duck it flies through here right there. But I said, man, I want to own them. I want I want their butt in the water. I want their feet in the water. I want them in the decoys so we can see them and you can all kill doubles. Yep. I want to own them. And I know boys right now in Arkansas, you go on a timber hunt with them, and if you shoot one, you know, he may be 10 foot off the water, but if you shoot him right there before they call the shot, you hunted your last time with them. They done. And it's, it's an ethical shot, but I just want to own them. Yep. I mean, I've, I've killed birds. I've piled them up, but I want to own them. I want to put them in the decoys, and then, you know, and feathers are flying, and they're all right there dead. They're not flopping around. They're not cripples, and I'm not having to send my dog on a 350-yard blind over there through some cattails and hoping she finds it over there. Yeah. They're all dead. Yeah, I mean, if they want to go jump shoot them out of a pond or something, you can do that anywhere, you know. I I mean, the sport the sport in duck hunting to me is when, like you said, you get to finish a duck, and he's right there, you know, belly belly out, feet touching the water, wings out, and the head's back, you know, and he's backpedaling, fixing to hit the water. That's, yeah, that's yeah, a finish. That, that's when that I'm ready right to shoot. There, that is when you own him. He's yep. yours. You got that. You got him fooled. You got him whooped. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you own him. He's yours. Yep. And, yeah. and even if you don't kill him. You know, you own them. You you beat them. You beat them at their game right there. And that's just that's just like that turkey. You know, if you when you kill that turkey inside, you know, twenty twenty five yards, thirty yards, you own him. You fi- you figured him yours. out. You got him right I mean, in there. Yep. You ain't just shot. You ain't just shot him. You I mean you you hunted him. You've killed him. You've beat him at his game. Yeah. I mean that's that's why they. You know. I mean that's why they outlawed the punt gun back in the day. I mean. Wait, you ain't going out there to kill hundreds and hundreds of ducks to sell them, you know. I mean, you you're hunting for sport, you know. Yeah, you yeah. Know? That, you know, that old punt gun stuff. That's a that's a great history to read up on. I was a I was reading in a book the other day, and you know, you know that used everybody thinks of uh, the market hunting is going on in uh, the Great Lakes in Louisiana, but it, it went on in uh, in Texas too. And uh, England would send ships, and them ships would sit in the harbor there in, in Galveston Bay. And they were in, I mean, in the early, early 1900s. They were paying $25 a pair for canvas bags. Wow. Man, you talking about pulling, you know, that'll make you an outlaw. Yeah. Especially back then, $25 for a pair of ducks. A pair of dang canvas bags. And they were packing them in salt and shipping them to England. That's what crazy. are they doing? Just eating them over there? Or what I mean, oh, making was, you know, beds it, and pillows out of them? What? Oh no, it was uh, you know, they were cleaning them, packing, cleaning them, packing them. But it was going in the high end restaurants and royalty oh, over okay. in England because it was a big thing. You know, it was a big thing in New York, eating right. the fresh ducks, and that that was the market right there. But uh, that's why they were paying. Yeah, so England much heard food. about it and they wanted to try it, and of course they was you know they had the money cost a fortune to get them shipped back over there yep. plus on them they you were, know 
they would park in ships in Galveston Bay and they'd uh, load them barrels up with ducks. It's crazy. You're, how many canvasbacks have you killed in your lifetime of hunting? In my lifetime? Mm-hmm. I've never shot one. Back, I probably, you know, and we have one of the, the best canvasback areas to hunt in, yep. the, in the United States is, you know, Guttersville Lake. You know, yep. there'll be somebody. I've seen a lot they, of them up will, there. They won't firebomb my house for throwing that out there, but, I mean, <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's there. It's a resource. Yep. In Alabama that we've got some of the finest canvas back hunting there is anywhere in the United States. The diver hunting up there was, I mean, I grew up hunting there, and that diver hunting up there but, has always been phenomenal. But, you know, I, t- I t- you know, if you go back and you talk to the old-timers about it, uh, I call them old-timers. These guys are now in their 70s yeah. and 80s. Gunnersville was a was a mallard hole. You went you went to Gunnersville, you went to Wanville, you went to Swan Creek to kill mallards. You didn't go up there to kill divers. You didn't go up there to kill blue uh, ring necks and blue bills and golden eyes, because the things wasn't there. Because it didn't have the millfoil growing right there. Right. Yeah, that's what brought you, all those ducks. You went to, you went to Wanville at WMA up there at Wanville. That was a mallard hole, and that's. In anything else killed besides a mallard was a trash duck. Gadwalls were trash ducks. Wood ducks were trash ducks. It was just, it was just they mallards. Wanted, they wanted the greenheads, which I mean, I mean, greenheads are a beautiful duck, you know. So what turned Guntersville into a canvasback spot? The millfoil. Oh, okay. I believe it was the I believe it was the millfoil, and uh, I don't know. It's just everything evolving. I mean. You look at birds right now. The the my our migration is moving west, yep. and uh, everybody, all you guides will agree, and even your biologists that I've talked to, they agree that the birds are are shifting west. The the migration shifting west. Did they ever those, did they ever come up with a reasoning back. for that? A reasoning for that? It's got to be the food. Right. It's got to be, you know. Used to in Miss, you went to Mississippi Delta. Uh, now, you know it was big, big timber. They had the uh, willow brakes, uh, tupelo brakes, where you got in there and hunted. Now, the Mississippi Delta looks like the moon. It's all flat. They get them, they get them graders out there and with the GPS, and they get them just as flat as they can possibly be, and they berm them. You know, so when they plant their rice and uh, irrigate them, and that's it in a nutshell. That's it in a nutshell. Just the habitat change for them, the food sources. It is. Yeah. Now, when they plant this rice, are they actually harvesting into at the end of the duck season to eat for human consumption? I mean, what's, what's going on with the rice? The rice, is, yeah, it's cut for human consumption. Uh, Uncle Ben's, like, just like Uncle Ben's sitting in, that you see on the shelf at Walmart. Yeah where it comes from that company owns lots and lots of property hmm. lots of property farmers have contracts with those companies right there but it's uh it's cut and then uh you know they'll roll it and everything but it stays in water and in arkansas right now we've got fields all right the way it works on the opener in arkansas right there right around thanksgiving we will kill the daylights out of ducks because we've already got those ducks and they're not going anywhere. Right. And every day we're going to kill 
if I got six guys, we're going to kill. They're going to have their opportunity to kill a limit. We're going to kill anywhere from, you know, close to 30 ducks a day. And then, of course, we've already got a bunch, I mean, a bunch of speckle belly geese, that's which is my favorite. That's my favorite bird to hunt. I Why? love them. <clears throat> Why is that? Man, they put on a show. They put on a show. I haven't killed a lot and before. I've killed they like one decoy, or two. They decoy good. The The clients love them because they put on a show and they eat good. Right. But they decoy great. If if I if we can hear a daggum speckle belly, not see him, if we can hear him, just we'll hear him somewhere. Mm-hmm. Man, we'll, we'll sit down on him spec calls in just a minute. We got birds on us. Wow. I mean, we've, we've actually, we're getting timber. We're getting daggum tree lines. We did this last year a few times. We had a field right there. They had a, just a tree line separating two, two fields. And I've, we've put as many as 20 and 25 clients right there. And they're sitting in trees. And we've made we, the wind shift. We had a wrong wind. It done got stupid on us. We had dead gum specks coming through the trees like ducks. Wow, I ain't never seen that before. Most yeah. of, oh, I, I I'd never seen it either. Cause. Like if I hunt Canada's around here, I stay away from the trees. You know, they don't like to land well, on them trees. You you hunt, you hunt. That's apples and oranges. Yep. Because these Canada's we got around here don't migrate. No uh uh-uh. uh No, they're residents. You've got you've got to go west. I mean, well, you got to go west. But you got to go north. You got to go way north to get migratory Canada's because they just do not migrate this far. All the Canada's below the Mason Dixon line, I'm going to say, and probably a few more miles above, they're, they're local birds. And they just they just shift around from field to field where there's why, feed. Why is that? Why don't they move north? Well, I mean, because I, I, mean it's, I, understand, it's, I understand, you know, my thinking. But as a it's migratory not, animal, it's not in their genetics. It's not in their it's not in their genetics anymore. Oh, okay. It's not in their genetics anymore. When so I was we had, a, when in I the was early a... night, in the early years, in the forties, we had got down on the the big geese, uh, like the thirty two breeding pairs, and then they got they went to work breeding those birds, and then they started releasing birds and then they just kept on and on and on so these none of these birds that we have in alabama mississippi arkansas none of these canadas that you see i mean you could probably go back 15 20 generations and they still none of them have ever migrated because hmm. it's just not and it's not there anymore right when i was a kid yeah. like uh, it was something to see a canada goose like Cause I mean, it was probably it probably was twelve years old before I even saw one, you know. And we duck hunted ever since I was like eight, you know. And uh, absolutely, the first absolutely. one, the first ones we shot was late. It was you, you remember they used to do the I, I think they still do it. Yeah, yeah, they do the the youth hunt after the duck season. You know, they got one before now, and then they got one after too. But the one after duck season, two weeks after, that's when we killed them. That was the first Canada goose I ever shot when I was a kid. Was up at Gunnersville Lake, and I assume they were, I don't know if they were migrators or they just lived there, but ever since then, were, it's just the, the the dang population's just gone insane. Those birds there. those birds were migrators. Yep. They really were, and they followed them. 
they followed the Mississippi River down. They followed Tennessee River down. And, uh, you, I mean, you can see pictures. There's there's pictures of it, especially on the Mississippi. Oh, they ran Tunica, Mississippi, and, and, and a little bit south of Memphis, where they would get out there on those uh, sandbars, and they'd dig holes down in those sandbars. And, I mean, they'd dig a deep hole. And they get down in there, and they was killing those big migratory geese. But yeah, them them days are long gone. Yeah, yeah. The but I tell you, fun, I tell you a fun bird to hunt. What's that? If, uh, anybody wants something, you go to Oklahoma and you go to Kansas, and they get them in Texas stuff too, in Missouri. It's cacklers and lessers. Lesser. You know, there's yeah, that's nine. There's nine or ten. Uh, subspecies of a Canada goose. But we got out there killing those cacklers. And they're about they're the size of a big mile or big canvas back. Maybe just a just a shade bigger. Man, them things they decoy great and you get wads of them coming in. I mean they'll be five, six hundred coming in right in your face. Boom, wow. boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Load your guns, boys, get ready, here comes more. Here they come again. Boom, 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 boom. That's and awesome. They're fun. They're an awesome bird to hunt. I've never hunted le- I've never hunted them clack- cacklers or oh, lessers. A, you know, and where you're sitting around here and that's oh, oh, you know, you're kind of clucking on a call around here. Yeah. Well, that cackler, you know, he's a smaller bird. So, I mean, his voice is a little more shrill, and that is, a, and you really just hammer that feed, that cluck on those birds but i mean they decoy great and you just go fast like and high pitched on your call is that what you do yeah fast and high pitched and uh oh they're they're just a fun fun bird to hunt and then i've hunted uh last year we didn't and i drew a crane tag this year for alabama oh I can kill heck, nice yeah. i can kill three cranes and that is some fine 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 ass eating right i heard there, there was a ribeye of the sky have you tried them are. I have. Yeah, oh, man. I, I have. They to. are that that piece of meat. Of course, you it'll be you know two steaks out of one on each side of that breast. It has the look and texture and taste of a ribeye steak. Golly. Mm. unbelievable. So I, ma- I imagine if you got a tag to kill one, you probably already know where to go to hunt him, right? Uh, kind of, sorta. Yeah, kind of, sorta. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of network and right. you know. And just like all of us do, I mean, we uh, we trade out some stuff. Hey, if you'll help me get this, there you go. I'll help you get that. That's how us hunters do. <laughs> how, how do you how do you hunt a crane? I mean, one of those sandhill cranes. I mean, do you have calls? I mean, how does all that work? I, I don't know. There's calls. Well, you've heard one. He's, I have. Yep. Well, a crane, a sandhill crane. You have you have got to be on the X. You can't be a hundred yards off of where that feed is. If you find his feed the day before, and you mm-hmm. find where they want to be, you got to get there. And you can't half-ass hide. You got to hide like he's he is a bad gobbler that has been shot at four or five times. Right. You got to hide like that. And they they got crane decoys. They got silhouettes. And them them guys out west that are dead serious. Uh, they got, you know, they've got the mounted birds. They got the stuffers. They carry a trailer full 
of uh, mounted cranes that they've mounted themselves and put them out there. Right here where I live. Self-mounted cranes. That's awesome. Yeah, right here where I live. It must be a flyway for them or something because every year, I don't know, about December, but right, right before Christmas, you can sit out here at my house and you can see them come over. But, but them son of the guns be up there in the flight path. You know, I mean, they're way high. But yeah. you remember landing that yep. one day was out here. I mean, there there was hundreds of them up you there can, flying. You can hear, I mean, you can hear them. Yeah. I mean, it, you, it, it, was, it was a sight to see. And you'll hear the rascal, and you think, well, he's almost here. And you'll peek out there and look, well, he's still up there a quarter mile high. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's about what they but, were. They were probably higher than that when they landed. Yeah, they were way up that, there. It's like a jet right, stream if, that comes through here. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you ever see him put his feet down, mm-hmm. just get ready. Just don't move. Will they it's drop? Like, will they drop fast? Do they come out of the sky fast? It's just no, no. They really won't. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just come gliding in like a like a glider, you know. Right. It's nothing exciting. It's nothing to make you throw your hat down. Uh, but but kill him, kill him dead, because you gotta get out there and fight him if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and they're a pretty tall bird, aren't they? Oh yeah, he told us he'll stand up right there and look you in the daggum eye, man. <laughs> Foot that nine inch spike on the end of his head right there. Yeah, that's Dang. why we don't hunt dogs on them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. I've had I've had geese peck you know peck try to peck the eyeballs of a dog before you know dog will come back bleeding above its eye. Yeah, that's why the, the boys that that use dogs on them, they they use those goggles. Uh, they got some they got some goggles that their dogs are you know they've trained with them on and they're used to wearing them. And, uh, yeah, you can Google that right there. And uh, Rex Specs. That's what they are. Rex Specs. Rex Specs. That's yeah, pretty uh, cool. People yeah, come up with all kinds of gadgets, don't they? Yeah. They got a gadget for mean, everything. Heck yeah, I mean, but the, I mean, you can't just show up and say, well, "Okay, give me them, give me them, put them on my dog, and let him retrieve it." Well, <laughs> there you dog. He's wallowing on the ground trying to get that thing off. He's in a fight with them daggum goggles trying to get them off. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we just uh. You better kill them dead, if you can. Well, I hope you get it. Well, what's the season? When's the what's the season open up on? Like, when can you go hunting for the sandhill crane? It'll be it'll be when I think it's in December ish. I gotta look it up and see. Yeah, you know that's when like they said, I've got some got some feelers out, and I know some boys up around uh, Gunnersville. They've kind of invested in some crane decoys, and they want to make them a little spare money and uh, some hunting money, and they'll. Come bring their decoys and set up for you. And hey, that's I don't mind throwing you a few dollars if you got the if you got the decoys to set up, and I don't have to buy them. Yeah, that's I mean, right. that, I mean, you, it takes a lot to get uh you know invested in hunting, and especially a, a, a new kind of hunting where you can kill. How many can you kill? Three, three, three of three. Them. Yeah, that's a lot of money and to I'll invest be, for three. And I'll be uh they'll all three go to the taxidermy. Uh, I'll get them to a taxidermist and uh. You know, I'll keep one. I'll give I'll give them two, but you know, I'll, they'll give me the meat off of them, sure. But right, uh, they just don't get a lot of them to mount around here. No, I'll give them to some local taxidermists to do that. And that's nothing. You know, like we do, like we all do. We trade out a little bit. Oh yeah. Well, you talking about you talking about keep let them keep two, and then you take the one. Yeah. Mount, you mount it, me yeah. one. You keep them two right there, and you know, give me the breast. If you want a couple of breasts, that's fine too. Right. I don't mind. How many duck mounts do you have? I don't have that many. I've got, I've got three. Uh, I've got three. It's in a dead mount. 
that I've got started on puddle ducks. Like a like a stringer, like hanging off a string. Yeah. yeah, like they're hanging by their leg. Yeah, those got, are cool mounts. I've got of a, I've got on kind of a, yeah, it's like a board, like a shadow box. It's a it's a piece of old chestnut that come out of my granddaddy's barn, and it's back before that blight come and it killed all the chestnuts around Etowah County. Mm-hmm. Well, they start cutting all them trees. Anyway, I got the, one of them boards out of that old barn. It's about a 16-inch wide board itself. Dang. And I had the guy, he took that one board, and he made me a shadow box to hang them out of. So it's, I bet that's pretty. It's pretty neat. I bet that's really pretty. On the piece of wood's old, and it was, you know, had something to do with my granddaddy. And didn't, know that old, didn't know that old man too much, but it's a little bit of family in it anyway. Right. Well, Stacy. So I got but before we got all this to go, and I asked you if you had any crazy, wild, scary, any kind of just funny story, Every, everybody's got one. Oh, yeah. You said you had a bunch. Let, let us hear a couple of them. Well, the scariest one. Yeah. I'll tell you the scariest one, and it worries me to this day. Okay. I was coon hunting over, because I was a coon hunter for years. Mm-hmm. I worked second shift at Steel Plant. Come in, got a dog, took off over towards Gallup. A little area over there called Rock Bridge. Mm-hmm. Well, to get in there is one way in, one way out. And I'm three or four miles in. And you'll see, and I was down in the bottom of it, and you would see any vehicle that come in there, you'd hear them coming through the old dirt road in there, and you'd just see the headlights. This thing is foot of Chandler Mountain. Real pretty place. Well, I'd treat a couple of coons right there, dog head, and, uh, and I just Left parking lights on in the truck, walked down there. They didn't have to walk 100 yards, got the dog, petted her up. She had a cane, told her, good job, put her in the truck, started driving there. I went around the curb, and there's a guy standing there. Mm. Nice-looking young man. Blue jeans, tennis shoes, uh, polo-type shirt on there. It's white with some stripes on it. Yeah. Now, this is, let's see, my son's 30. This is close to... Close to thirty years ago, so I pulled up right. Yeah, out middle middle of nowhere, kind of place where people go joy riding and stuff like that, and go parking and stuff. And I said, pulled Roman went down. It's like two o'clock in the morning. I said, uh, I said, Bubba, said you stuck up there, and he says, yeah. Well, I said, we'll jump in. I said, uh, we'll go up here and pull you out. So we started idling on down that old road right there, and uh. Like I said, this out in the middle of the woods. And I said, where's your truck at? Well, he said, I don't have a truck. I said, you're not stuck? He said, no. I said, you broke down? No. Well, how'd you get out here? He said, I walked. I said, from where? He said, from railroad track. And I said, that damn railroad track's 11 miles through yonder or more. God dang. He told me he'd got turned loose from Edwall County Jail, and it just started walking down the tracks. Mm. He wound up right there. Well, I knew all that was a bunch of BS. Yeah. Yep. So I fished my pocket knife out of my my pocket knife out of my pocket right there, and I had it in my left hand as I'm driving. And uh, I got him out, and I got him to a gas station. I said, I gave him a couple of dollars because it didn't want no cell phones. Right. I said, man, this this far as you go, bub. Me and you parting ways right here. But I never, I've never figured out how that guy got out there that many miles out there where he was that but, deep in the woods at, at night 
Yeah, so I don't, I don't pick up nobody no more. Yeah, he could have, well, that guy could have killed me and had my truck and been gone. I mean, this. Hey, I, I had a buddy. Old. I had a buddy one time. He pulled like there was a a couple. You know, they were on the side of the road, and they uh, anyways they they uh, they had the hood up on the car. Well, he pulls in, and behind them, you know, and he hops out. And he says, "Hey, uh, you know, uh, what's what's the matter? You know, y'all need something?" Man, the dude just pulls a gun out, steals his truck. Takes his wallet, leaves him on the side of the road, and they took off in the car with the hood up. the The girl, she slammed the hood on that car. They took off in it. The other guy got in his truck, holding him at gunpoint with his wallet. They took off in his truck. I said, "That gun, man! He just tried to help him out." <laughs> Poor old guy. Yeah, I mean, at least at least he lived through it. That's you know? what he said. He said, "I'm just glad they didn't shoot me," you know. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do that no more. Right. But uh. Oh man, just you have so many fun times out there hunting. You know, I've seen old boys get get stuck out there in the mud, and then they just rot and just fall over in the mud and water and get full of water and stuff like that. But you ever see? I guess one of the worst mistakes I ever made. It was about see four, about five years ago. I had a a, you know what a new canoe is? Yeah, they're kind of like a kind of like a canoe, kind of like a kayak. Well, I put in over there on Chocolock Creek. Had my old dog Maverick in here with me. And uh, we've done a little float trip. Duck hunting. Yeah. And uh, I started floating down through there, and uh, wood ducks come up. And I didn't have my limit of wood ducks. Seen a couple of otters. Uh, just having a great little trip. Now, it's 28 degrees, and I got waders on. Mm-hmm. And I should have got out that first little road I come to, first bridge. And I said, nah, I'm just going to keep going. It's such a good day. I got done through here real quick. And I got up there. And, you know, the reason to say is it's stuff you got to prepare for. You got to prepare for this stuff. And I had kind of thought I was prepared. And probably if I hadn't, I wouldn't be here today. So anyway, I'd gone through two or three log jams. I'd laid down, scoot under there. And again, I've got waders on. Well, this this kayak, new canoe that I'm in, uh, current catches me, and it kind of knocks me a little bit sideways. Well, I'm trying to straighten up, and all of a sudden, before I know it, this thing's full of water, and it's tipped over. Dude. And I'm and I'm underwater. And uh, man, it took my breath, and it it has shot me. Mm. So I come up, and I grab a limb, and uh trying to get out of the creek and I can't water waiters is full it's like cement so yep what do you do what do you do what do you do I grabbed my knife stuck my white knife down there into, near the boot and I pulled up and I tore holes in both them waders let the water out so I climbed up I seen the dog was okay and I finally made it out on the bank got my got my iPhone this is when you had to have that little screw in plug right there where you charged it mm-hmm. i didn't have it in water's in my phone Smoked phone's it. dead yep soaked it so i said gotta keep your waders on gotta stay warm because you're gonna die if you don't looking around trying to see a landmark what to do i don't know exactly where i'm at on that creek and i can see a train trussle i said well i'm gonna go with that train trussle right there and I'm either going to go left or right and hopefully get to a road. 
Well, and that was the wrong daggum way to go because I wasn't, but probably 250 yards from the road. But anyway, I went that way and I wound up, climbed through a barbed wire fence, got there and I'm shaking. I mean, I can't hardly feel, can't hardly do nothing with my fingers. And it, it just stroke a look. I mean, God bless me. Look over there and there's a daggum wore out S10 with a daggum meth head out there prowling through some scrap metal. <laughs> Somebody had done. Dang. And I hollered at him. I said, hey, buddy. I said, I, I need some help. He said, you know, what you need? And I said to the man, I, I, I'm wet. I got dumped out of a boat. I need some help real bad. He said, well, come on. I come on down there and uh, he had his truck going. He took his lighter and he lit some metal sage grasses around there. Man, that was the best fire I ever had. <laughs> he uh, got me and the dog. Dog rode my lap. Got me to a buddy of mine's house and uh, he lit his fireplace, got me warmed up. But, I mean, uh, you, a man has got to prepare for disaster. Got to. And you don't know how you're going to react. That cold, cold water. That's why Navy SEALs and stuff, those guys are so good because they train in that. They train in that world. They That's train right. in misery. That's yep. right. Us hunters, we don't train in misery, but we, you know, we, we think we're ready. Jamie always but, tells me, he always says, if it can happen, it will happen. Yep. That's what he says. Yep. So anyway, I had lost my gun. I had lost everything. Dang, I, I, yeah, your the gun's in the bottom wedged. of the creek. Yep. Dang. So I'm about come back, look at it on the map, over at the shop at work. We'd had a, had a when Magnus used to pick up uh, cutting edges go on these bulldozers and stuff. And it mm-hmm. tore up and it had a, oh, six, seven inch long magnet, all big rounds, you big thumb or something with an eye on it. Mm-hmm. That thing's so powerful, you got your finger between it and a piece of metal, you're going to bleed. Mm, dang. And I took that thing, I went back out there and I found that daggum Beretta. Mm. Found my bag, got my got my canoe out, found everything but my birds. Dang. Yeah, so they floated down. off. Yeah, but I got everything back, washed that gun out, got my, you know, well, I was hunting with it the next day. But Man, that's awesome. Yeah. That's some good stuff. But yeah, man, guess, you just got to take the, you know. One man's meth heads. don't really do. One they man's meth. for disaster. One man's meth head's another man's savior, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, I got right. I love him bet. <laughs> sure did. You know, I love that S10, too. I, I bet. That's going to look like a GMC Denali sitting out there in the field, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, I was, I was so proud to see it because, you know, to this day, I don't know what I don't know what would have happened if that, that guy hadn't have been there. Really don't. That cold and that wet. Man, I don't know if I'm tough enough to get through that. Yeah, tell you what. Well, Stacy, uh, if if people wanna if people wanna book a hunt with you, where do they go to? How do they find you? They need to go to On the Deck Outfitters. Okay. Or and uh, it's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. We're on TikTok. And if they want to give me a call on Facebook, it's Stacy Coker. S T A C E Y C O K E R. And you'll know it's me because you'll see a. A duck hunter with a gun and a dog right there on that picture. They can just send you a message through there. <clears throat> send me a message. And our booking agent is, is Dusty Barber. And uh, he handles all. We have one man that handles all that. You know, that way we don't have any mess-ups. 
And I'm telling you, if, if folks are listening, they won't know when is the best time to go duck hunting. Be there for the opener. Then if you want, if you want something almost guaranteed, you be there for the opener because the ducks are done there. We're going to kill them. And you all, we're always going to kill, you know, high twenties, low thirties. If you don't kill your limits because you just missed, you've had opportunity. Right. And then, then we're going to take you hunting again that afternoon. We're going to, this is the way a, a day with us works. You pay, you pay for a day's a morning hunt mm-hmm. and that covers all your food. We have full-time cook, uh, lodging, you know, we have big screen TVs. We have a bar in there, pool tables. We just, we have a big time. We got a very nice place, I think. Uh, but we got great cooks. Mm-hmm. We go hunting that morning. And then uh, if I don't call, then my ass is in trouble. And I tell her, all right, we're coming in. She's got breakfast waiting on you when we come in. So everybody eats, get their belly full. They're tired. They won't take a nap. They get in recliners. Well, while they're doing that, we're getting the we're getting the trailer ready. We're getting the side-by-side ready for the next hunt. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a free hunt. That even hunts a free hunt. If you want to go, go. If you don't, you don't. All we ask is you take care of our guides a little bit. You know what I mean? Right? Oh, yeah. Right. And, and uh, it could it be a duck hunt that afternoon. It could be a speck hunt that afternoon. Right. But uh, it's according to what you've done that morning, you know, and how many yeah. birds you've got left on your quota. Right. And then, uh, then we clean your birds. We clean your birds. We tag your birds. We bag your birds for transportation because, you know, laws have gotten now, and, it, and this is, these are federal laws, and it's according to the Hatch Act. You can't just go kill birds. All right, say, me and you and Lonnie, we're sitting there, and two other guys, we're sitting in a blind. We shoot 30, bu- 30 ducks. We, you got to know who killed those birds. Right. I mean, specifically. Yep. If a game warden comes up to you and says, well, who, who killed this mallard right here? Well, I ain't sure either I did or he did. Now, uh, you fix get a ticket. You better say, I killed that bird. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's my bird. So when you hunt with us, I'll ask you, who killed this bird? Did you kill this? Put it on your lanyard. And then before we leave the field, we have to, we tag those birds. We tie them up and put a zip tie around them. So you're transporting them. They have to stay with you. And people need to listen to this because it can, you know, if you're hunting on a WMA, it'll save you from getting a ticket. You've got to keep those birds in your possession. You can't just pile four or five guys' birds on one four-wheeler and it starts out of the woods and then the game board comes up and that guy's driving. That guy is fishing to get tore up because all them birds are considered his. Mm. In possession. As, as stupid as that sounds, that's the way it works. Right. Yeah. But we take care of you. I mean, we uh, we tag you, we tag you birds, we tie them together, get them home, get them to the lodge, we get them cleaned, we get them bagged, we put your tag in there. It's got your your got your license number on. It's got your name. It's got the species of bird. You don't have to do that thing of leaving one wing on because a lot of guys have to do that. They have, some states require you leave a wing on that bird. Yep. Well, who wants a bird? transport with a, with a stinking wing against 
you know, the, the meat that you've just cleaned. Right. So we have to, we got a book and all that matches. It's according to that tag, that number's logged, that hunter's logged, his number's logged. It's a headache. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. is. But I mean, it's legal. I mean, you can, that makes it legal where you can transport those birds. Yeah. You just don't want nobody paying a, a big fine for Shoot, know, no, I don't, I, something that, they, or something like that. I just that. don't. And, and here's another thing too. We don't shoot. The guides don't. Our guides, our guides don't carry guns. Mm-hmm. We, you come duck hunt with us, it's on you. The guides ain't gonna be shooting for you. They're not gonna be shooting your ducks for you. It's, it's on you. I mean, this, this is your party. Right. Oh yeah. And uh, man, you just, oh, it's funny. I'll tell you, <laughs> funny. I know uh, we gotta get. I know we cut running short on time. No, go ahead, go ahead. I got some clients out of Maryland. Well, a couple of them. And I hope they listen to this because they'll they'll love it. <laughs> and, and Tony, don't get mad at me, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw you under the bus right here. Got to. Yeah, that's what you and got there for your buddies. <laughs> yeah, and and that's why our clients are they they become our buddies and friends. We stay in touch all year long. But so there's five of these boys from Maryland. Then I've got two brothers from Gulf Shores, Alabama, and they are stone ass deaf. One of them <laughs> ever hunted. Stone ass deaf. <laughs> they are stone ass deaf. I've talked to him and, I, and he smiled at me and nodded that head. You know, he can't hear the word I say. He's like, yeah, keep talking, buddy. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. So, anyway, I've told him, I said, look, guys, we're on a feed right here. I said, them specks are coming. This was a speckle belly hunt. I said, they're going to come in here. I said, they're going to come in here in big groups. I said, it's everybody shoot your lane 10 to 2 pick you out one bird and shoot him till he just falls. And then if you got a chance, kill another. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Tony's ringleader. He's like I said, he's from Boston, man. Here comes them specs and they come in there and they did it right. I mean, they pulled their skirts up and they come in there and they got toenails dragging in the decoys. And I said, take them. And he said, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> and they ain't cut a feather. <laughs> so old Tony, he's sitting there in that layout blind. I'm sitting behind him in layout black. He said, "Stacy, hey Stacy, <laughs> yeah, Tony, I mean those damn birds we kill." I said, "None of them, Tony." He said, "Not effing one." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "No." G-E-D. <laughs> said, you damn guys are sorry as shit. <laughs> and and he, you know, they all. But here's the thing: those guys didn't kill a daggum bird that day. Right. But they were happy as hell. I mean, they left, they laughed, and they ribbed each other all night long. We ribbed them back. But you know, you know, Tony says, man, he says, I just shot in one damn spot. He said, I'm gonna tell you. He said, I freaked out. <laughs> He said, he said, there's a hundred specks right there in my face. He said, I just shot in one spot and then nothing. He threw his blind cover over another's gun. And then he just shot up the world. I mean, it was <laughs> them two deaf brothers over there. He's looking at me smiling, you know, nodding. They ain't getting nothing yet. <laughs> oh, that's man, funny. that's good stuff, man. Well, I, when, oh, I, that was funny. I'll tell you when but I was. You got to be, be there here at Boston accent. And I love <laughs> it. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, Stacy. Tell me those birds we kill. <laughs> well, that's uh, good stuff. I tell you, when I was a kid, uh, there's a, a good guy. He's like a dad to me. His name was Kenneth, and uh, 
my he always made fun of us because if if ducks would come by, uh, you know, my daddy he'd always say, "Shoot them, shoot them, boys," and we'd shoot. And every time I raised my gun up, I ripped three off. He said, "I don't care." Hey, oh, Kenneth said, "Man, it don't matter if there's one duck out there or a hundred. He said, "You shooting three times, ain't you?" I said, "Oh yeah, got to." <laughs> <laughs> I like to burn that powder. <laughs> oh, that's like oh, oh, Dusty. Dusty's one of the owners there at the lodge. He also handles the booking. It's Dusty Barber and Kevin Redman. I mean, two best guys. They're they're my they're two of my best friends now. Right. But you know, you will get cussed out in the heart. I'll get cussed out in a heartbeat. Because when it's snow goose time, they want us shooting because they want us to kill as many snows as possible. So the yeah. guides are, that's our time to shoot. Right. Well, here comes two, and then there's oh, 12, 13 shooters, you know, maybe one or two more. And a couple of snows come in there, and me and my one boy's guide with me, old John Henry. His name's John Michael, but I call him John Henry, and he answers to it. So that's good enough. Good enough. <laughs> we don't shoot. He said, all right. I seen you SOBs over there. He said, back up, you didn't shoot. He said, hell, I go home. I'm tired of this. I don't want none of them getting out of here. He said, I work all that gun morning. Get these damn decoys up. You're going to shoot. <laughs> all right. I said, I said, watch this, John Henry. So bird comes in there, just one single bird. Now, now we're running extended tubes on them guns. Right. One bird comes in. They, he said, take him. They all, boom, they shot him. You know, like one or two shots, it just he fell. Shit, I run it to the plug. I, mean, I fought him all the way to the ground, give him about three more when he hit the dirt. Do, do, do. Fuck out, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's not what I was talking about. That's funny right there, man. Uh, yeah, I did. I'll shoot a case of bullets every light. time if you want me to. Yeah. yeah, I will. Hey, when you do something, and Dusty's passionate, I'm telling you. Hey, he loves this little, he's a little redheaded leprechaun. <laughs> he loves killing geese like nobody's business. And uh, we had some guys coming there out of Dallas. And they come in there and they didn't have extended tubes on their guns. Didn't want them. Didn't need them, all that stuff. So we get a big flock comes in there and they're just going, pow, pow, pow. You know, like that. Yeah. Oh, he rings them out. He's, no. No, hell no, hell no. He says, bam, bam, bam. He, says, he, gives them a, he gives them a gun. He says, you run this to the plug every time. You know, it's about 10 or 12 rounds. In there. Yeah. But I'm telling you what, they some of them Arkansas boys. That's something an Arkansas boy can do. I'll give it to them. They, can, they can run a gun to the plug about as fast as anybody ever seen. And they can run a 25-horse outboard motor up one of them little creeks about 60 miles an hour. Golly. That's crazy man, how they, they tune them boats up to run that fast, oh, too. God, oh, my. I'm just, I just, I just, yeah, I walk through the valley of shadow of death. I feel no way for God. Is I'm praying the whole time, and Jesus loves me. Yes, I know. <laughs> when we're running that timber like that. Yeah. Because they scare me to death. Are you praying, Sta I are you praying, Stacy? Are your hands cold, Stacy? No, I'm praying, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting over there leaning over. What are you doing? I'm trying to kiss my ass goodbye. That's hilarious, man. But, uh, yeah, yeah, them old boys right there. If you come hunting with us, I mean, I won't, I won't give them a, give them a plug. I've I've hunted with some. I've hunted with some sorry, 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 sob outfitters. Right. But these old boys right here, 
they lose sleep at night, you know, because you ain't killed birds and you ain't killed them right if they're happy or something like that. I mean, they work hard, and it, and it rubs off on us. I mean, that's that's my goal. I mean, like I told you before, I've killed them. I still like killing them, but by, I want them to finish. I yep. want them to finish, and, you know, I'm I'm a talker, and I'll sit out there with a the kid, and I'll teach him how to blow a duck call. I'll sit down with anybody help help them with a duck call. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you get duck hunters and guys that's been blowing calls. And uh, they won't know how to blow a spec call. Now, because, you know, that I seen that trend coming about four, a half, five years ago. That Man, there's something that's an untouched resource right there. Why, why ain't we hunting these things? Because they're there. Yep. And every time we look up and kill one, he tastes real good. So Let's go after him. Yeah. I'll tell you one other little story and I'll let you boys go. I know you well deadline here, but (laughs) I got an old dog right here. He's named Maverick. He's about, oh, he's 13 years old, old black dog. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I love him, but I am what I am because of that old dog. Oh yeah. So I took him one day last year. He is, uh, I was loading up here at the house, and uh, he was trotting around the yard. And doors open, to the truck fixing to leave. I done had the dog I hunt in the back of the truck. I looked up there, and he done, hell, he's in the seat over there. Oh, said, well, man. You going with me? I'm clicking down the road. I hit the Mississippi line. My wife says, uh, where's Maverick? I said, he's in the seat beside me. Why have you got him with you? I said, I reckon he wants to go hunting. Well, she ring me out. He's too old. He's too this. He's too that. I said, hey, I got sense enough to take care of this old dog. Yeah. So I took him an evening hunt last year. <clears throat> and uh, here comes two speckle bellies. Left side crushes one of them. The right side over here to my right, they crushed the other one. Mm-hmm. And I sent him on that bird to the right. He had a band. Mm. Last bird. Mm. Last bird of his career. Mm. So, yeah, that was a pretty good one out there. I bet, that is. Man. That's yeah. awesome. That's, sure that's good stuff, buddy. I like hearing that. Oh, yeah. Got me choked up. I know it. Oh, <laughs> dogs will tear you up, man. I mean, they're your best friend for years. Yeah. You know? That's oh, that's man, one thing I mean, that, I mean, you know, hunting buddies and stuff, you know, they'll, they'll kind of flake out on you. And, oh, I got this dude. But that dog, it's always ready to go. Always. You know, yep. yep. That's like that thing I heard one time. Somebody said, You could take a dog, lock him in the trunk of a car for an hour, and he open it up, and that son gun still loves you. You put a woman in there for an hour, she wants to kill you when you let her out. Yeah. <laughs> she'll, be, yep. she'll be finding a butcher knife. <laughs> <laughs> but that dog's going to love you. He'll love you. Yep. That's unconditional love, man. Okay. He does, man. I mean, he'll. Them old dogs get cold, they get frosted up, ice on them, and uh, I mean, it's your job to take care of them. But uh, yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they, sure they love you. You can be mad at them; they still love you to death. That's right. They, that's right. But, but I tell you what, man, I'm so damn proud you called me about this because I listened to your show and uh, I was just tickled to death when you called, man. Uh, and, uh, man, get I'm, with me later in the season. We'll do another. Yeah, love to. Especially if you get some cranes, man, we, we'll we'll do another episode on that. That's and, a hot topic right now. And then definitely. I know I know you got some stuff coming up, but you said you're probably gonna get back out there in November. So 
if that works out, man, for you, I, I hope to get you back on. We'll talk about, you know, finishing up the season and all. And Well, I'm t- here, well here's the way my schedule is. In the morning, I go get me a hip footing. Mm-hmm. I wore out my wore out my right hip mountain biking so much up there around Chocolock and Coleman right. Lake. And, and uh, so I get that put in. They said, uh, you should be guiding by Thanksgiving. And he said, as strong as you are. And he said, well, you work out. He said, uh, you can guide Thanksgiving, so. We'll see. Well, that's good. We'll see. Buddy, we'll be praying for you tonight yeah, and tomorrow, man. too. Hey, appreciate it, man. Yeah. Look forward to it. Yeah, buddy. Well, Stacy, stay in touch, and we'll stay in touch with you, too, man. And uh, like I said, you have a good season, and we'll get back in touch and finish it up on another podcast. All right. Hey, let me throw this out there. Go Guys, if you, need a, if you need a good duck call, or if you're interested in an easy-blowing speckle belly call, call them boys at Pacific, Pacific Calls out there and ask for Trevor. And they'll hook you up. That's the easiest blowing spec call made. There's a lot of them out there, but this is the easiest. There you go. Yep, there it is. Thank you, man. Thanks, Stacy. We'll see you, bud. Take care.